so good to be here. It's a beautiful day in New York City. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm a little bit buzzed, which makes for the perfect podcast. Uh, good week at work so far. Double vaxxed. I'm feeling good. Yeah, we'll save the cheesy stuff for the end, though. You got a good glow to you, so... I, I'm smiling a lot today. And that will be the last work talk. We're here in the studio, as always. Noah with Gabe Goldstein, producer Matt. The full squad here today. We got a lot to talk about. We got the playoffs coming up. We got some fan questions for the first time. Wow. Big step for the podcast. Things are getting pretty serious. But we'll start, as always, with our key takeaways... Gabe, I'll turn it over to you. Your, your key takeaway, we're about three weeks to the beginning of the playoffs. My first key takeaway is that you're finally on Instagram. Well, I'm, and, I'm not on Instagram. And that our ahead. team has sure. grown. We now have a social media manager. Sarah Hasdorf, shouts out. Right, I don't know if I want to give her that high of a title. I was going to say consultant, a little bit lower. I first called her intern. She took a, took a little um, I can imagine upset why. to that, right? So we called her consultant. But sorry, go ahead. Um, my legitimate key takeaway, let's talk LA Clippers. Okay, great takeaway. They've won 17 of 20. As you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I just regurgitate what I hear, right? Um, well, that's why people come here. Instead of listening to like all the dozens of podcasts right, out listen, here, we, keep we, real, just, right? we, just, we just take all the information, no original thoughts. We're and aggregators. Just kind of spit it back out. Aggregators, aggregators yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As your guy says, yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, the LA Clippers, though, I mean, aside from what we've heard, right? They've won 17 of 20. They've had a lot of guys down for a while, not at full strength, and nobody talks about them. And I, I don't remember a team that's had this little credibility while having two of the top 15 players in the league, I would say. Right. Um, so my key takeaway is I don't know exactly if they're a sleeper, if they're a legitimate okay, contender, but, but nobody's but talking about them. It's a little bit them. naive, right? There's a reason no one's talking about them. Right, but can they're, you They're, not, they're up, not like totally innocent-less in this whole thing. But can you chalk up last year's failure to the bubble was the first time Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were together? Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. Paul George, I have no faith in at all. Kawhi Leonard didn't look right in the bubble, though. He right. didn't look like, like a Toronto Kawhi Leonard right. that led them to right. a championship almost single-handedly. Yep. So, I don't know. Should we be taking them more seriously than we are? It's funny. People are still favoriting the Lakers, even though they've fallen out of contention. Obviously, their two best players yeah. hurt. It's yeah. no secret. Huh? Um, but we're not taking the Clippers seriously at all, and I wonder if we're going to have egg on our face at some point. Right. I do think it's interesting because last year there was a debate. We even had the debate going into last season. Who's better, the Clippers or Lakers? Who do you trust more in the finals? It was a pretty even debate. I think even at some point I was favoring the Lakers, right? A I lot said of, Clippers. Sorry, the Clippers. Yeah. A lot of people were. Um, and you're right. Like, the team really is the same after last year. We've talked a lot about how the bubble is like kind of bullshit and maybe we shouldn't put too much weight in it both ways. Miami on the plus side, Clippers on the minus side. But still, I'm still at the same point. Where, like, I'm just not – I'd rather have egg on my face – then trust the Clippers and get burnt again. That's kind of where I'm at. So I don't really blame people for not putting enough faith into them. We've kind of all ridden off Paul George. And also, like, just like the sporting cast has not really been great. I mean, they got rid of Lou Williams, right? For a reason. He was really bad. But, like, I don't trust Beverly at all. I know you don't. Right? There, there isn't, like, a third guy you really look to in any way. No, so, I'll, I'll never ride with the Clippers. Yeah. I just wonder if maybe we're not taking them seriously enough. Um, my second key takeaway, yeah. I would say, is... The Blazers have really slipped since they traded Gary Trent. I don't know if it's cause and effect. I don't know what's happening there. Are you going to go off on a tangent on Gary Trent? No, he's a great player. Okay. I, I like Gary Trent. Yeah, he's yeah. a good supporting yeah, yeah, player. Yeah. They traded for Norman, Powell, Norman Powell, but I don't know what's happening to them. They've lost, I think, six of the last seven. Yeah. Maybe even more than that. So I don't know what's going on with them. It's, it's a weird time of the season 
where like top dogs they're solidified right like the Suns and the Jazz they're competing for first place mm-hmm. but beyond that uh, like I, I don't know what's going on with the Blazers the Mavs are unimpressive Grizzlies are like really impressive no just kidding but I, I have no idea what yeah. to make of the West right now everybody's separated by a couple of games too the Lakers could realistically be in the playing game yeah so here's my key takeaway it kind of segues in nicely my key takeaway is we're kind of in a wait and hold period, obviously, before the playoffs start. And I think the thing we're looking at, maybe this a little preview looking at you, but it's just the stars coming back and how will they be? Because I think, honestly, even putting my net bias aside, a little bit, it's going to be a little bit of bias take, but I think the conversation in the NBA comes down to two things right now. The Nets and the Lakers, are they going to be fully healthy? Because I think most people are going to say if they're fully healthy, you know, like they're the, definitely the favorites for the to get to the finals, and I think pretty decent odds. Right? We can make the argument. To humor you, I can't imagine a world where the Lakers beat the Nets in the finals. I really cannot. Oh, you think you think we got it in the bag? I think the Nets would wow. blow the Lakers wow. out of the water. That's awesome, because I'm so worried about the Lakers. Okay, but... I'm not at all. I don't know why it would be. Let's talk, it, talk matchups maybe later, right. but... Putting that as... I mean, we're going to have, like, three months till we get to that matchup, so we can... Yeah, I hope we get there. Talk about it. But I do think that's the main question. Because I think if the Nets are fully healthy, the conversation Eastern Conference, not, super, not that interesting. The way the West is looking right now, about the devastating Jamal Murray injury, the way the Jazz are kind of underperforming, right? We do still have the Clippers and the Suns out there, but I think if the Lakers have Davis and LeBron back to full strength, I think it's a little bit of a wrap too, right? No, I think if I were you, I'd be more worried about the Bucks or the Sixers in the Conference Finals than whoever you're going to face in the Finals. I'm not worried about them. So... I think that... I think that's foolish. All right. Well, I, I mean, I have unbelievable um, arrogance right now with my team. Right, so, but I, I'm agreeing with you. I think yeah, they're yeah. going to win the championship, but yeah. I don't think the Lakers are, are their biggest impediment to a championship. Right, you're still taking away from my key point right, here, no, no, sorry, which sorry. is that we're waiting to get back these guys for right. both teams. Harden, if Durant can stay healthy. The Lakers, Davis is back, but we'll see. He's ramping up his minutes. When's LeBron coming back? Theoretically, he's supposed to be very, very soon. I just want to see, are these guys getting back to full strength? That's going to obviously set the tone for the entire playoffs. And I think these next three three weeks are critical in that. So I think that's what we're looking for. Yeah, I think that we're going to learn nothing from the next three weeks. (laughs) Legitimately nothing. James Harden will not be back. Sounds like it. We'll be playing probably on a minutes restriction. I mean, AD's been back for two games. I think they lost both. Right. So it's funny. In the bubble, it was very clear. Like We don't really give a shit about the regular season anymore. We'll turn it on in the playoffs. The Heat were like that too. And I wonder if we're trending that direction where the top dogs, they don't care. They have faith in what they can do in the playoffs. And then the lower level, maybe they won't tank because they have this incentive yeah. to play in the playing game. But I don't think I'm going to learn anything new or something that okay, I don't but know. Okay, no, you're, you're right. No matter how good you are, though, it would be very bold for the Lakers to say, we're fine getting into the playing game. Sure. They're not quite that at that level of risk. To risk your whole season to like one or two games. But I think even if they didn't have LeBron, they wouldn't end up in it. I mean, the odds are in their favor. I think they're like 70% right, yeah, not being totally, in the playing totally. game. I'm just saying that they're not going to write off the entire regular season that attitude because I don't think they can. Right. I think the Nets are. I think you're right. I think the Nets don't care about putting Harden in. But but I don't think there's even a given the Harden will be ready for the playoffs to begin with, right? We just, yeah. like, there's just so much unknown right now is really what we're saying. I'm not saying like I'm looking a week or two to get guys back right away, see how they are. I'm saying in the next month or so, the guy's got to be back. So, got to be back. And my other takeaway, maybe, just quickly touch upon, is that I am pretty excited about the playing game. I think there are people on both sides. People are kind of writing it off. If your team is looking like it might be in those playing games, maybe you're not super excited about it, depending on what side you're on on the 7-8 or the 9-10.
But as someone whose team is not in and just a pure basketball fan, I mean, it's going to be great TV. Just like, Did you know, though, that it's 7-8 and yeah. then 9-10? Yeah. I didn't know that until recently. Yeah. Um, right. It's not super intuitive. But, like, as people who, like, I know both love, like, the wild card games in baseball, it's definitely, like, that same sentiment. Um, and people have the same argument there. Like, one game after a whole season is deciding it. But, like, that's sports, right? Like, if you can't win that one game, like, then you shouldn't be there. That's how I feel. I don't I don't feel like, oh, the 7 versus the 10, there's such a big difference. Assuming They're getting everybody's so healthy, screwed. Yeah, but in a game, if somebody potentially is unhealthy or less than 100%, then no, I don't agree with it. But that's sports, though, right? Like, look at the like look at finals, right? Like, the Raptors won a finals because the Warriors had un- right. untimely that's injuries. That's just what happens. Like, yeah. I, that's just what's going to happen. There's no way to kind of root that out, so. Yeah. I don't know how you feel. Not really a key takeaway, and I'm kind of jumping segments, but... Um, jump, jump away. I'm bored, man. I'm bored right now. The most exciting thing to me in the NBA is the Knicks being competitive. I actually I agree with everybody who says that the NBA is better when they're competitive, 100. Yeah. percent uh, They're fun to watch, but other than that, I don't really give a shit what's going on. Obviously, I'm invested in my team right now. It's like I right. am a diehard sorry, Grizzlies sorry. fan. Who's, who's again for episode? The Memphis new, Grizzlies. New. Just want to make sure the new. Yeah, new started in Vancouver as an expansion team, and now yeah. they're in Memphis. Um, but yeah, I'm bored. I'm bored. I, I wish, and I understand it's all about revenue, right? But I wish that the, the season had ended at 60 games. Yeah, it would still be going on. They would have just taken longer breaks and stuff and less back-to-backs and stuff. We would still be. It wouldn't, the players wouldn't be like starting now, probably. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just saying yeah. the quality of basketball oh, yeah, has yeah, degraded yeah, right. so much that it's really not fun to yeah. watch anymore. And yeah. you will get the occasional game where it's like Sixers, Bucks, and it's actually very competitive. Yeah. And you watch Giannis and Joel and B go at each other. Giannis even said after that was a playoff type atmosphere for me. Yeah, I love that. Like that reminds me of everything that I love about basketball. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's funny because we're entering this new phase of life where we're going back to normal, kind of, and we feel part of it because there's limited capacity in attendance. But we're still in this like odd hybrid. COVID season. I'm just, I'm over it. I'm ready for the playoffs. I'm ready to end the season and move on. Hey, we're almost there. Yeah, we are. We're a couple weeks away, right? Yeah, I mean, we're right there. And I think, again, like, I think the playoff game, playing games are going to be electric. I'm all in on them. I think the matchups, I agree with you. The matchups, this especially year. in the Western Conference, could be unbelievable. Yeah. And like, your team's going to be in it. Like, you're going to be 100% all the way in. So I think once we get to the playing games, we're going to be pretty Stressful. Excited. Stressful, man. Yeah, you'll be stressed, right? Yeah. Also, I think in the West, in the West too. I mean, the West has always been competitive, but like the first round matchups in the West are going to be unbelievable. No matter who gets out of those playing games, the matchups are going to be great. Yeah, so. I think what really killed my spirit was Jamal Murray getting hurt. Yeah. Th- there was so much parody, and I was yeah. excited for it. I actually believe that the Nuggets can make some noise. Right. And after that, it was like, what's this whole season for? You yeah. know, yeah. we're just we're back at the regular suspects, right. usual suspects. I mean, maybe a, a, a little, little bit, bit added. Yeah, because Brooklyn's yeah. new and nobody knows anything about them. But and this is the best Philly team we probably. Yeah, the best they performed. Was, this is probably the best Bucks team of the last couple of years too, and I know the record doesn't reflect that, but in terms of dynamism, I do think. Right. I mean, we've talked it many times, but the Bucks have the Clippers syndrome too, where you also don't want to believe it until we get there. So. Yes, that part, but I, I don't believe that they're cowards in the same way that the Clippers are. It's not a mental thing. No. It's a strategic, it's a it's, yeah, it's dynamic, a, strategic, it's strategy, strategy, coaching, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Which makes me feel less confident that they'll be able to change that. But we have, we're going to have, I believe we're that, have a wild that, talk but about that, that. that. that's adaptable, right? But like, yeah, you but can't change somebody's psyche. That is definitely, but they haven't adapted. It's not like... Right, this that, year they're experimenting with the it. That's blood ball. Yeah. That's blood ball. So we'll see. All right, shout outs, Gabe. Any shout outs you have to the people, to the team... To the world, to Matt, 
What you got tonight? People, team, world. I mean, I'll, I'll stay on the Knicks train. Julius Randle looks very good. Honestly, let's extend it to every ex-Laker who got exiled for AD. Mm-hmm. They won a championship, obviously, the right trade to make, yeah. right? But you have now two All-Stars, one pretty legit NBA player, and a role player that's going to get paid real money this summer. So they're... Yes, Josh Hart would be yeah, very useful to any team. I know, Alonzo is also going to get paid. I know, <laughs> yes. They're both, they're both yeah. very high-quality NBA players. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, it's cool. Like Everybody roots for that, right, in sports, where people are in bad situations, but yeah. they have a lot of talent. And then you realize, like, oh, shit, they were just in a bad situation. A lot of people don't get that second chance. They just don't. Darko Milicic, I'm not saying he'd be amazing, but like yeah. didn't get any real opportunity. Right, but it's people like that that you you root for and, and you see a little bit of success and. Darko played for a while though, right? But I, whatever, it's not your point. Yeah, but no yeah. real opportunity. To, like, be the person that he was supposed yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, Brown sure. like drafted at eighteen. Like, what opportunity did he get? Like, he played a little bit, but I'm just saying, like, there are certain yes. circumstances that impede your development, totally. and clearly, totally. being on the Lakers right. at that time was impeding all their development. Yeah. And they've gone elsewhere, and they're doing really well, and it's cool to see Julius Randle be the player that everybody hoped he would be where it's like a less imposing kind of Zion Williamson, mm-hmm. and it's weird to compare him to somebody who's new. But, yeah, I don't, I love watching him play. Like, he actually makes winning plays. He's, um, like, the whole team is having fun. So, I don't know. Again, it's cool that the Knicks are actually competitive this year. All right, speaking of small market teams, um, I'll give my Noah has notes. Out. Noah just tapped his screen. Yep, look at his my notes. notes. Um, off, of, off of the Knicks, one of the smallest markets in the league, the other small market team. Shout out to your boys. Shout out to you, Gabe. To you, all of our other Grizzlies fans back home, the gang is back. It's reunited. JJJ, finally playing. You guys are right in the thick trip, of things. Trip, we call him. Trip. Trip. Trip J. Oh, Trip J. Oh, Trip J. Trip. Trip. That's okay. I didn't make it up. Yeah, that's, that's what people yeah. say. Trip, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm excited for you guys. I'm happy for you guys, honestly. I'm all I'm, I've been just making jokes because I'm very arrogant again and cocky about my team. But I'm all in on the Grizzlies. I will be rooting for them 100% in the Western Conference playoffs for as long as they can make it. Yeah. So, Fuck this year. for you guys. But they got a real future. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Right. Especially when they trade him for James Wiseman. I'm <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I'm really happy for you guys. Um, you got anything other? I got a couple more. I can fill some time. I got a, I got a couple more shout-outs. Yeah, sure. Um, I got to eat my words. Mm. I've, been, I've, been, I've been waiting. I hate the Hawks. Yeah. Still. I really like Nate McMillan. I always have. Yeah. So it's all Nate McMillan. Everyone knows you were a huge Pacers fan. Nothing? Yeah. <laughs> you were always talking about the Pacers. And the Blazers before that. Yeah. Well, you do love TJ McConnell, so... I do love TJ McConnell. Um, no, the Hawks, they've been really impressive. A, a lot of, I'm sure, their early season woes could be attributed to injuries, COVID, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it was good for them to get rid of Rondo, too. It didn't really make sense. It was clear in the offseason they had this abundance of salary cap. They just threw it well, everywhere. It was a ridiculous deal to sign. Right. Like now the team makes yeah. a little bit more sense. They have a lot of young talent mixed with veteran talent. Um, so I am surprised that it came together because they're like a sorry-ass franchise. More so than we are, I would say. We being the Grizzlies. But I have to give them kudos. Both have one conference finals appearance in the last 20 years or so. Yeah. So, you know. I'll take it, though. Yeah. I'll yeah. take it. Um, but yeah, they're really impressive. Uh, I think they're like eight and eighteen under, or eighteen and eight. Sorry, under Nate McMillan, they're fifth in the East, which doesn't really mean anything, right, but it right. does mean something for the Hawks. So shout out to the Hawks, I guess. Marvin Bagley is still better than Trey Young. Surprising though, he took a step back in his role, and they did better. 
Who would have known? Right. Let's write this down now. Matt, listen up to this one. Remind me. Next episode, when we close now the regular season, we should go over things we got right, things we got wrong. We have both have a lot of things that we've gotten wrong, so... I think uh, you used. I don't know if I have one thing I got right. <laughs> you just you just said I'm the biggest thing you got wrong, probably. So no, we're forgetting uh, about we'll that. Go off you you that. can edit that out, right? Right, Matt. Of course. Cool, cool, cool. All right, no. Um, gotta give a shout out to Steph. Just put on one of the best months of basketball we have ever seen. We'll dumb it down for you right now if you didn't know. He averaged 38 points a game, basically. He was shooting like nine threes a game, something crazy. He's now like right. He's him and Bradley Beal are going neck and neck every single night. As we're recording this right now, Wednesday night, he's like point one or something back of Bradley Beal for the points per game. He'll probably get him. Maybe he won't. I don't know. He's right up around there. Just unbelievable what he's done. It's still Steph, but like we forgot about it. He's still awesome to watch. He's still probably the most exciting player to watch in the league when he gets going. So we got to give him a, a little bit of respect. So let me ask you, other than Steph, who's the most electric player in the NBA where they're playing nationally televised, you're tuning in, or you know that a game is winding down, you're tuning in? Um, for me, Luca. Even if he's not going to ma- make the play, he's going to try it. Like, he'll try a step back three, he'll drive to the rim. He might bitch about the call when he gets fouled, but he's just super exciting to watch. And, like, I, we, we've talked about this a lot, too. He's just one of the most unique players, like, we've ever seen. So, are you in agreement with that? Yeah, I, I yeah. love watching Luca in... If he's hitting like a leaner three to beat my team, yeah. then I'm not happy. Sure. Uh, for me, it'll be Giannis. No matter what, I'm always excited to watch Giannis. Regular season or then postseason for obvious yeah, reasons. Right. But yeah. yeah, I mean, for somebody to be that athletic and like start to gather from the three point line and dunk it, yeah. it's pretty unbelievable. You, and you know he's going to bring it every night. Right. Same with Luca. Yeah. Really but like in impressive. terms of the playing games, like I, if we can get, I mean, the Mavs look right now, right? They're, yeah, they're, they're right outside of it, but they might be in it. The Warriors look like they're going to be in it. Like, yeah. pretty electric players to watch for basically was going to be a game seven, which, as we know, best words in sports. Yeah. Uh, my other quick shout out, <laughs> just shout out to the Bulls, you know? They really <laughs> tried. They were, they really <laughs> tried. They were like, oh, there's this new play in game format. Like, you don't have to tank anymore. Everyone can try. Like, we shouldn't tank for the lottery. They tri- They go out, they get Vucevic, not Vucevic, right? They put it all in, they go into Zach Levine, and they just fucking suck. They're just a really they're bad team. They're worse. They're just a really bad team. Yeah. And the Wizards are now above them. The Wizards, who, like, didn't win a game for the first, like, two months of the season, it looks like. good. Right. So, just shout out to them. Like, they just gave it their all, and they just they just were not good enough. Proud of them. Shout out to the Timberwolves. Mm. The Minnesota Timberwolves. They're horrible. The actual worst team in the They're NBA. really pathetic. Like a sorry-ass franchise. Talk about sorry-ass franchises. They're terrible. But they have a winning record with two of their best players. And they look like they have some direction now for the first time in years. Um, I think Anthony Edwards could be legit. I know a lot of people question it, but I see him do some things. Yeah. If he get his like, head screwed on, right, yeah, yeah. then he'd be fine. But the things that he can do, most people, I would say, like, Point zero 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 one percent of people in the world. Right. I mean, he's an elite athlete. Yeah. Even for the NBA. Un- unbelievable. Yeah. Tough not to know who A-Rod is, though. Yeah. It's, it's just tough. Do you need to know about him? I don't know if you need to know. It just makes me question. It just... It's just weird. I don't know, man. I mean, he's a weird dude. Have you seen all the, the clips? Of, yeah, he's just a weird He's guy. very funny. Yeah, I know. Every time he talks, I laugh. Yeah. And that's that's good for Minnesota. I mean, what it's like cold all the time. It's miserable there. I dude, so you need I, some comedic I, relief. I know a lot of people from Minnesota, and they're like 
probably the most miserable <laughs> people I know. Horrible. Yeah, they're just severely depressed Seasonal all the time. Seasonal affective disorder year-round. Right, they're just walking around with clouds over their head. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they look a lot alike. They, they do look a lot alike, yeah. <laughs> they're all basically the same people. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with some of the listeners' questions. Very, very exciting segment. We are back, Full Court Press. Gabe was, of course, talking about work in the break, even though we said no more work talk at the start of the pod. I'm not talking about work. <sighs> they have no idea how long we've been gone for. We could have been gone for an hour. It's the next day, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we actually meet every it's day. Thursday morning. <laughs> even though we put out a podcast <laughs> once a month, we meet every day just to work on our craft. We recorded snippets. Yeah. All right. Big segment coming up. We got one couple new things. One listener questions. Fan feedback. Never had that before. Or in a long, Sorry, long time. Sorry, we've tried. We've tried. Uh, we used to do some radio show calls. Never went particularly well. No. No. Um, Always fun. Yeah. But two, also, I think this is about to be the most producer Matt's ever talked on the pod. Wow. I am very, very excited I'm for that. counting the words. For all the listeners out there, he has an exceptional baritone voice and just a real way with the words. So, Matt, what kind of questions we got tonight? Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. I've been working on my voice all week. Um, New York. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, now we're going to see what the community has to say. A couple people asking some questions for you guys. I would say the first one coming from uh, Roy Shakurchi. Ooh. Oh. Or Roy Shack. He hits me up all the time on work G-Chat. Not to bring up work, but saying, <laughs> hey, great podcast. On G-Chat's pretty legit, and too. And he, he reposts our stuff. I don't know if you saw. Good guy. He's Good a listener. Listener. Roy, love you. So his question is, can you each name your your Mount Rushmore's? That's four four of your of the best players of all time. That's a good question. You wanna go first, Gabe? I will go first. And I will do LeBron. Well, I really had to think Whoa. how many people were on were on, were on Mount Rushmore, you're right. When you said it, I was like It's four people, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right though. Well, yeah. they, had, they, had, they had Trump, I think, last year. I right, saw of on course. a couple of social media posts. Right, right. Um I'll I will go Jordan, LeBron. Kareem, Bill Russell. Oh wow, that's my Mount Rushmore. Yeah, hey, for sure. Clint. Who, who would be your fifth though? I, I also agree that that's to me the unquestioned four. My fifth, I'd probably put Magic, honestly. Yeah, I probably would too. I'm not really sure. I think the fifth is so much harder. Yeah. I to, to me also that's the unquestioned four. I think a lot of people would argue with the Bill Russell part, but <laughs> we're we're better fans. We obviously know the answer. Yeah. But yeah, fifth is super tough. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Sorry, magic, Joe. Magic, Will, Kobe. I mean, I'm not a Kobe guy, but yeah, sure, throw him in there. I mean, Kate, Kate, uh, Tim Duncan. I will never. Just Tim Duncan. I mean, I don't know. There's just like not a good answer. I don't yeah. think there's an obvious answer for the fifth. I probably would also say Magic if you gun to your head. Larry, I don't know, but yeah, that's my four too. Great Larry? question. You see Larry. 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 Oh, Larry. As in, as in, la- as in, Larry. Larry. As, in as in bird, come a- come Larry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my my New Jersey accent really. Yeah, I don't. Know, people knock Bill Russell for playing the wrong generation. He didn't pick when he was born. No, also, like, the, the greatest team winner of all time. Yeah. He was... Coach, player, doesn't matter. Yeah, he was a player coach. He was a black player in a league where, like, no one was a black player. And then he was a coach. He was a yeah. player coach when, like, black players were really playing in a historically pretty racist city. Sorry, shout out to our old hometown. No apologies. But... Change. Yeah, I mean, he's just... Stop being democratic at the, at the just, voter box. Just, <laughs> just like, an unquestionable... 
best winner in, in team sports. So wow, that's the first time we've I agreed to that quickly. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. We did one time for all the fans for the old for the OG fans out there a long time ago. We we did like our twenty nineteen. Dude, this must have been like 2017. When did we start school? 2014? Yeah, yeah we did like 2016, 2017. We did like our top 20 players. We had lists. We like took it pretty seriously. I like really, it was like the most I worked hard in school basically in my four years. <laughs> True. Um, no maybe, used to sit down in the library, work for 10 minutes, be like, all right, my day's over. I'm you know what? I'm doing pretty well now, so. You are. That's how it goes. Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe one day in the slow days, dog days of summer, maybe we'll, maybe we'll revisit that type of list. But yeah, go for us. Agreeing. All right, Matt. Next Q, hit us. All right, next question is coming from Rick Albert. Oh, Rick right. Albert. And he asked, who is the sexiest host? Wow, that's hard. That's tough. I think I, I have more of a sexy factor than you do. Dashing or classy handsome, a different conversation. But I'm always like wearing tank tops and short shorts and like and that's flipping se- my and, hair around. And that's sexy? Yeah, for yeah. some people. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I think the Mets just lost in front of us. <laughs> no, one, one, no, one no, nothing. No, it was deflecting. That was two one last night, and lost You're one deflecting. nothing tonight. No, I'm not deflecting. Um, you know, if if they had asked us this like two podcasts ago, it would have been a very very clear answer. Oh, I cut my hair. I look much yeah, better. Yeah, it would have been a very clear answer. Yeah, you know, it's tough. It's tough. I it's a hard thing to um, self identify as sexy like you just did. So kudos to you. We're having enough confidence to I'm do very it. Confident. Um, yeah, I don't think I have enough confidence to do that. So, yeah, we, sure, you, it could be you. We could, we can defer to you. That's fine. We don't know the answer, I would say, but I know one thing for certain. That's yeah. a terrible question, Rick. But thanks. Also, to the fans out there, I got a haircut today. It's a very, very intense fade. It looks good. Gabe did not comment on it because it's <laughs> I, it's a lot. I literally walked in. The first thing I said was, "Nice haircut, Noah." Really, Matt? Did I do it? That is a fact. I'm a little self. I'm a little self conscious about it, so I might have just ignored That's ignored your comment. I've been like looking in the mirror a lot today because the fade is. It's just. It's the most I've ever had. So it's very. It's very Peaky Blinders, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. No, about so. a mirror brush. All right, Matt. All right. The next question is coming from Spencer Jones. Ooh, Spencer Jones. Knicks related. He said, "Make Noah talk about how good the Knicks are." Noah, the floor is yours. Not a question, Spencer. Not a question. Here, I'll turn it to a question. Make Noah talk about how good the Knicks are? Um, yeah, I do think this has been a long time coming. Um, again, we've talked about it many times, but everyone in my life is are Knicks fans. My whole life, everyone that's surrounded me were Knicks fans. I don't know a lot of diehard Nets fans even growing out in New Jersey. I have a lot of anti-Nick bias. The Knicks are, legitimate, are legitimately good. They're legitimately good. They're the fourth seed right now. In a weak Eastern Conference, no. They're they're legitimately good. They have a bona fide all star. He's pro- he might make an all NBA team. He's the most improved player in the league. They have the coach of the year probably as well. They have a solid solid team. Shout out to my friend Harris. I've been giving him shit to RJ Barrett for a long time. RJ Barrett's having a nice year. They're just they're a good team. I, I don't know what else to say. They're like a good solid team. And I I will eat my words before the year. Gabe and I. To work on a podcast, we were going to do these over-unders and what team win totals we liked and stuff. Classic us. We didn't execute on it, but we thought about it. I was on a run. I remember the exact moment that I texted you, over 100%. And you were yeah, like, the Nick, no, the Nick win total was really, was like pretty low. It even, was like 21, I Even think. for my bias, Gabe was all over the over. I was like, you know, being the contrarian, just being a classic asshole <laughs> under. Um, I, oh, wow, did I miss on that one? Talk about things we missed on. Honestly, the Knicks are my, are your Hawks. 
Like a team that you hate? No, like the team that we both were like super low on and yeah. we have totally ate our words on. But yeah. yeah, Spencer, all the other Knicks fans out there, I'm sorry. The Knicks are legitimately good. And also to not to excite the Knicks fans out too much, but this is exactly what they need to do to get that free agent. Like these people don't want to join the shitty teams. Look what the Nets did, right? They were bad for a long time. Then they were good for like two years. They were a legitimate playoff team. They built a good culture, a good coach, good front office, ownership. And then we get the superstars. And this is what everyone's been talking about that the Knicks have to do. And they're doing it right now. And they're gonna, I think they're going to be a destination. When you're good, no one cares who your owner is. And they're good. Is the NBA... Well, yeah, Donald Sterling, Lob City uh, Clippers. Is the NBA better... <laughs> Of course, of course, the NBA is better when the Knicks are going. Right, everyone knows I want it. Everybody to know. Everyone knows it. The Garden's the mecca. Zion said it. Zion went. Sorry, shield your ears to our one New Orleans Zion, Pelicans. His mouth was One New Orleans Pelicans listening. Chill it out. Yeah, but he's right. Like I, we even we make fun of like the Garden being the mecca because the Knicks have been so bad for. It's, it's not even that recent. Like they've been yeah, bad for a long go, time. You even step foot inside, and you're like, wow, this feels different. Yeah, right. But they have won a championship in almost fifty years now, so it's it's a fair criticism. But, of course, the NBA is better when the Knicks are good. I will say this, though. Like, the Knicks have somewhat been, like, funny losers, right, for the last, like, 20 years. Our lifetime, for sure. Like, it's kind of entertaining for the Knicks. I wouldn't call them lovable losers, but they're, like, humorous losers. And now everyone's, like, it's, like, kind of cute that the Knicks are, like, getting good. And, like, everyone's, like, giving... What are you shaking your head about? They've been so boring. I haven't even thought of them as lovable or funny. No, they're not lovable. They're they're humorous and that like you're making fun of. Them. Oh yeah, they're like laughing stuff. They're like a oh, joke. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's like but it's like they're like a cute joke. They're not like a yeah. They're not, not like not a mean joke. joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a cute joke. But now, but now that they're good, all the fans are coming out of the woodwork. Within a year, everyone will hate Nick fans. It, it it it'll be unfucking bearable. Yeah. You can even hear it in in this question from the listener. The Nick fan it will be unbearable when they become really good. So yes, I'm giving the Knicks their due. The Nets fans are definitely unbearable. Yeah, the only Nets fan in your life. So, the one Nets fan you're no, not. No, the other Nets fans. Yeah, just me. All the other ones. So I will say, the Knicks are looking good. Um, should we give a shout out? We always do this, but shout out to Mike Hestorf. He's been all <laughs> over Julius Randle. He's been, t- since we were watching him in college a million years ago, he was like, oh, this guy, this guy. So I'll give him his credit now on that one. Took a long time. Took a long time. He's built for the modern NBA. Though. Yeah, my dad's not famous for his college basketball draft prospect takes, but this one took a long time, but he got it. So, yeah, the Knicks are good. Your dad um, like Poku? He likes Poku, doesn't he? No. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to them. And guess what? Guess what, Knicks fans? It's going to be really exciting. You're the four seed. The Nets are the one seed. We might be playing in the second round. So I will enjoy that. I don't know if you guys will. But I'm gonna, well, they'll beat the Hawks. But I'm so. going to enjoy that. Yeah. Oh, that actually really exhausted me, just giving compliments to the Knicks. (laughs) All right, man, next. All right, two more questions left. This question's from Olivia Givens. She said, how do I become a basketball wife? I don't know if I have a good response. I I would say the first step is learn anything about basketball so that you can relate to, like, your male prospects. After that, it would be probably hang out by the arena really regularly. Like in Memphis, Silky's is the go-to bar before and after games. So maybe like a Desmond Bain will walk in. You know, like a... Desmond Bain's walking in before the game? Yeah, maybe. You know, like a player that nobody really knows about. I would say if you don't know anything about basketball and you are listening to this podcast and asking this question to us, then you'd probably have a shot with like a 13th man on the roster. 
Not a first oh. man. It's like John Conchar. She's, yeah, like she's John Conchar. I actually, yeah. Olivia, I could see you with John Conchar. Yeah, he's, he's like a regular dude. He's a decent you're, looking guy. Yeah, you're a regular, like, awesome girl. Like, he's an awesome dude, but he's like a regular guy, you know? So, yeah, learn basketball, hang out by local spots, um, yeah. and target yeah. the like, 13th man on the bench, who, by the way, is still one of the top 1,000 basketball players in the world. Right. And he's still and like probably six, very good looking. And he's still like 6'7". Yeah, so. and like probably ripped. So. And gets paid nicely. So I would say set the bar low relative to NBA standards um, and just show up, you know? They, they yeah. say 99% of ability is availability, right? Dude, nice. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just be available. Yeah, or just be like really aggressive on Instagram. I think that's the only... I do that to Dylan heard, Brooks and I haven't heard from them. I just want to say anecdotally I've heard that that works. So... It's an option. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, go on Snapchat if you're going to, like, scream. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Matt. All right, Matt. What's last? All right, last question is from uh, Brian Roush. Is, is it another Knicks-related question? No, it's just your pick for MVP. Ooh. Oh. Thanks, Brian. Good question. And not Knicks-related. Appreciate it. I have no hesitation. Yeah, Jokic. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Anybody who makes any other argument is ridiculous. And the fact that NBA pundits are trying to put Joe Embiid back in there when he missed, what, 18 games? Make the other argument, though. It's absurd that Joe Embiid should win. I don't know. Play devil's advocate. At least make another devil's argument. Ad- I mean, it would be that Joe Embiid is unquestionably the most unstoppable player in the NBA. He makes the biggest impact on both the offensive and defensive end. And in a playoff series, if I were any team, regardless of their scoring potential, I'd be terrified. Okay. He's unbelievable. He's actually looking at this potential. Uh, I think, yeah. But no, you can't miss that many games to win MVP. Totally. You know, I agree. Jokic all the way. I mean, I guess the other argument, as this recording, there are 11 games left. Theoretically, Embiid could average, you know, 40 points for the next 11 games, and Jokic could fall off. And, and the Sixers grab the one seed or something. So, I mean... It's not like a hundred percent done, but no. Yeah, maybe agreement. I'm like a, a bit of a, a, a rigid or like a bit of no, like I think a it's basically Marxist. I think it's basically no. cleaned yeah, up, yeah. especially because MVPs are narratives, and Jokic has entirely stolen the narrative. So I don't know if he has. Though. Yeah, no, that's no, no I think it's, because everyone's saying like he's the MVP. Right. So that's all that matters. Whether or not it's like an exciting story, everyone's saying like he's the MVP. So the Murray thing just puts a damper on like everything Denver related. So yeah, yeah, NBA related. Wow, great questions. Good questions. That was yeah, that was, and Matt. Great asking abilities. That was really, really good. Your voice sounded good. Yeah, sounded really good. Thank you, boys. All right, all right, Gabe. We're coming to the, we're getting to the home stretch. No pun intended, because the Met game is still on in the background as they just lost. Um, the things you're looking forward to. I know you're down on the rest of the season, regular season. We're kind of just waiting for it to wrap up. But if there's anything that you are keeping your eye eye out on, as we get there. Yeah, I mean, Blazers, Grizzlies, they have this kind of fraught dynamic at this point. Every time they play, it's chippy, there's trash talk. Because the playing rivalry yeah. from last year. There yeah, you go. No, for real, for real. Yeah. I'm not anti-playing game. No, no, I know not. Um, I'm just saying it to the to the haters out there, you know. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to their game. I think it's tomorrow night? Yeah, probably tomorrow. Maybe it, it might be tonight. Um, looking forward to that. Just looking forward to, to seeing where the Grizzlies land. You know, they lost their, their best player for eight games. They haven't had their second best player pretty much all year. Been super impressive. Um, they're maddening to watch because they'll win three straight and then lose three straight, like the worst fashion. <laughs> but that's what I'm looking forward to, of course, is at this point in the season, like I, I don't really care about national narratives. I only care about my team. Yeah. Um, yeah, like we were saying, we're really just kind of waiting for the playing games. I'm waiting to see if the star players come back. I don't know, a couple teams I'm looking, I'm just looking at. I'm still looking at the Suns a little bit. I think it's an intriguing storyline to see if they can grab the one seed. That would just be, honestly, even if they don't, like, I'm sure their goal is to win the championship, get to the finals. 
getting the one seed would still be an unbelievable accomplishment for a franchise that hasn't done like anything in a dozen years. So I think that would be pretty cool. So I'm looking at that to see what see what's going to transpire. And the team, I, I'm still holding out hope foolishly. I'm still looking at the Pelicans a little bit because I just don't want the Spurs. Didn't to play. you learn last? I year? don't want the Spurs in the playoff in the playing game in any way. The Spurs, like the Western Conference playing games, are just described as setting up beautifully to be extremely exciting, must-watch action. And the only thing that would tip over the top would be to get the Zion in there over the Spurs, which just like make it literally the, the perfect playing game. Or if like we can get the Mavs to fall a little bit or something. So the NBA tried so hard to get the Pelicans in last year. Last year, I know, absolutely fucking blew it. And they're and they're doing it again. And they're, they're worse now. Oh, horrible! It's totally. But I'm still I'm st- I'm not saying I'm expecting them to. but yeah. I'm still looking right. at them because I have these. You want them to be because I want them to be there. Me too. Every time they're on, yeah. I turn them on. I mean, who who doesn't want to see? I mean, Zion's probably. Th- like, oh, we didn't even mention him with electric players. He was gonna be my third player. Yeah. yeah, like he's the guy you're tuning into when they're on. Yeah, so who's not gonna watch that game? Kyrie, honestly, there's not there too. There's not yeah. There's not one player in the Spurs I want to see in anyway. So. I like Lonnie Walker. He's pretty sure. Cool. Okay, you're tuning in. You're tuning in to watch. <laughs> no, Lonnie of course not. They're putting a lot of. They've always been boring. They want five championships. Can, and they never. Can you imagine them. they put Lonnie Walker on like the on like the promo like playing game? They put Dennis Schroeder up there, so. Oh, he was the one player on the team. I game. know, I know, I know. Who actually would they put? On the Jakob Poto, Rudy K. Oh, DeRozan, DeRozan. Yeah, I guess so. He's yeah. got the most brand recognition. Yeah, except for, like all casual fans are like, he's on the Spurs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He still has cornrows. Uh, all right, ready to close it out. Yeah, you, you got a final thought. Was that your final thought? Final thought. Again, nothing to do with basketball. I'm gonna go cheesy. You know, I love with cheesy. I'll end with cheesy. Matt, you know me. I'm I'm a pretty cheesy guy, right? Like I celebrate the good things in life. Um, sure. I was back in the office today. Nothing to do with work. Twenty people were there. Twenty people. CDC lifted the mask mandate in public. Unbelievable. You know, we have these new strains, right? Yeah. But I haven't seen a, a single piece of research that says that they get through the vaccine. So, I'm vaccinated. I feel good. I was drinking tonight in 80 degree weather. Sounds good. After a day in the office, yeah, where everything seemed to go right. So What's better than a day in the office? Yeah, I mean, honestly, nowadays, nothing. Nothing is better than that. And then to, to drink outside in 80 degrees and yeah, to know that there are outdoor structures where you can keep drinking for the next, uh, in perpetuity, pretty cool. So, yeah, things are looking up. Ready for this season to absolutely wrap up. I'm so bored at this point. Only care about the Grizzlies playoff chase. But, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for the playoffs. I think it's perfectly acceptable to be only into your team. Like, yeah, that's, that's well, sports. I it's mean, like this fun. at every every point in this phase of the season. Yeah, like that's just life. the games, yeah. yeah, 100%. And then once your team is out of the playoffs, then you're ready to go. Yeah. Although I'm, I'm again, on the record, I'm rooting for the Grizzlies. Oh, we can watch those games together if you want to. It's going to be very scary. I'll be very excited to watch. You and I watch, I think, one game in, in uh, Mandel. What, Grizz like Blazers. Grizz playoff, yeah. yeah. When we, we beat them like in five games. I don't know. I don't remember Back that. Back in the heyday. Anyway. No, all you. Um... Yeah, I mean, we started, like you said, on positivity. Things are going pretty good. Podcast is literally blowing up. I mean, we couldn't be... It's big. scary. We, couldn't, we could not be bigger at this point. So, my ego is getting che- going to have to be checked constantly. That's um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, this is the least I've talked about the Nets in our five podcasts this season. So, kudos to me. And you know what? I won't waste our time talking about them more right now. I'll wait till we get to the playoffs, and then I'll, I can talk about them for probably a long time. We'll have the whole playoffs to discuss. So, 
I'm excited for that. Um, also, like you were saying, dog days, that's when you turn to baseball. You just focus on baseball for a month, and then, oh, you, and then you get back in class. I know you're in. So that's what, when you focus, when you, when you have a bunch of sports you like, that's what you can do. You're never sad, then. You never, well, no, I'm always sad. I'm just not bored. It's right, different. your teams are My sad. teams are terrible, right. so like I'm always constantly in a right. state of sad. It's like one sad ends, you transition to the other sad, but there's no boredom in between, because right. there's always something going I'm on. I'm in a constant state of false hope, I would say. With yeah. my teams. Yeah. We've had this conversation many times. Maybe just just a fun thing. Um, can you brought it up. Is Atlanta the worst sports city in America? Or is Minnesota the worst sports city in America? It's a tough call. I've gone back and forth many times. I'd be curious to see if anyone else has an idea of what of what would qual of a city that qualifies. But to me, those are the two incredibly obvious ones. It's gotta be Minnesota. They've won two championships in the last like eighty years or so, and Atlanta's won one so I don't know maybe that's not too much of a difference though to really count it at least Atlanta at least the Braves won like 15 division titles in a row at least they had some and the Hawks and the Hawks still have a cultural resemblance and they've had very good players even though right they have KG that's uh, about it and uh, Matt's boy Joe Joe Maurer that's really alright we're ending on positivity positivity sorry Um, I don't live in either of those cities I live in New York greatest city in the world (laughs) that's a positive so (laughs) things are going good alright Signing off here. Another doozy of an episode. As always, the best yet. Just continue. Thanks, guys. We're nothing without you guys. Appreciate you listening.